uh, in on the third. I think Biden will win by a long stretch. And as a matter of fact, I'm pretty, I'm actually, and this is just me reading tea leaves and just feeling I don't have evidence for any of this, just my own instincts, right. which are sometimes good and sometimes Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really no, I, you know, I, I've but, been a guy who was operated off gut feelings for a long, long time. Sometimes yeah. wrong, sometimes right, but, you know. Well, I had the gut feeling in the 80s that we were moving towards fascism, and nobody fucking wanted to hear about it. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, but if we keep doing this, we'll be moving towards fascism. Whatever, it was 40 ah, years ago. So. We're nowhere near it. <laughs> and through George Bush the first, and we're, through Bill Clinton, and through all that stuff. I will like, say no, this. No, you're I will. I will say this. We are literally an election away from you being right or you being yeah, I wrong. Know. I'm, and my whole life I've been saying, I wish I was wrong about most of the things I believe. Mm-hmm. Trust me on mm-hmm. that one. But anyway, my conclusion or my 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 instinct at this point is to say that I think uh, the Democrats, as despicable as they are in so many ways, um, have have excited uh, excited a, a, their own base or, or the non-Trumpian contingent. They're they're dyed in the world. That's they're it's going to stay that way. Some have peeled right. off, but I think there's going to be enough of a wide margin that it would have to take a highly dramatic and or almost laughably bad attempt to to say this is rigged when like i think it's going to be biden by a stride and a half without really much margin um which again that's a separate issue i'm just talking about the horse race aspect of this i think americans and especially liberals uh are ready to go back to sleep as soon as biden's president it's like jesus this is the wrongest response ever but i think uh i think there will be an attempt at chicanery but i have a funny feeling that these are trump administration and he himself are are like Keystone cops in many ways. And I think they're going to, they, they've been long planning and or trying to uh, imagine a scenario that they can steal this lost election. And I think they're going to step in it, frankly. Um, and I think it's going to lead to uh, 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 legal wranglings that will uh, lead to, uh, you know, the Southern District of, District of New York and others starting to press charges against him and his family. Um, well, so I, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, from, from your mouth to uh, to the spaghetti Jesus in the sky on that one, <laughs> I mean, if there is such a thing, um, yeah. my my overwhelming uh, feeling of doom comes from comes from this man creating so much smoke and mirrors and distractions that um, that he literally uh, does successfully start a civil war that will begin on November 4th. Uh, I mean, and and fighting in the streets, you know, whether he enables, enables his munted maggots uh, or, or he, uh, (laughs) I made that up just, just right there. I like it. I like it. I got a visual right away. (laughs) So I I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, this is just really what I fear. Yeah. And the fear is reasonable. I think we'll see sporadic violence and lunkheads who have, been looking for an opportunity to use their guns and they're going to kill innocent people and yep. it's just going to suck um i don't see some uh orchestrated and or sizable um pushback from the well-armed lunkheads um i think there will be sporadic violence from from people who are just dicks and always wanted to shoot somebody yeah um but i don't really see this i, I but i do see this potentially as quite a catharsis for americans i had a nice conversation with some lovely and intelligent people last night no they uh, don't exist anymore fake uh, news yes. i saw them i saw them they well uh let's assume they were real if they weren't well right. uh but the the decision and the idea what i was trying to convey in that moment was i think 
we'll see good things happen from here. I think we'll have an opportunity. We'll see some bad things and some violence as well. But my thing about America, and you know me, I'm, I'm not a real, I'm not patriotic, and I don't really consider myself an American. I just happen to live here. Uh, I think Americans have surprisingly been good two out, two strike, late in the ninth uh, culture. Um, they often, when backed against the wall, uh, have come forward and said, wait, this is bullshit. And then, like, where the hell were you? Um, but they do that. It's a thing. So I, I, historically, I could point to a number of different ways that that's true. I think it's part of the American character. I think it's really unhealthy <laughs> in many right. ways, too. But uh, I see this moment as people really, probably, especially in the midst of a pandemic, really asking existential questions like, wait, what am I on the earth for? What the hell is happening here? And recognizing that even if you like conservative policies, this man is an abomination. And I think unless you're a dyed-in-the-wool zombie member, like so many of them are, and it is cult-like, I think the rest of even barely thinking America is going like, there's something wrong with this guy. Well, you know, there, there really is. And, and, and I've been saying this for probably about a year now. This man is not a Republican. He no. just is the he's the puppet that the Republicans can hang. You're every, the puppet. You're the puppet. Right. Exactly. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, <laughs> yes, he I really is. I mean, he's like that. Look at this guy's the perfect scapegoat. He's going to be out in four years. How much fucking damage can we do? How much yeah. money? How much? You know, I mean, the, so the evilness of, of politics definitely rears its head. And you notice I said politics. I did not. I did not discern between either party on that one because I think that they both do are, are a little culpable when it comes to greed. Hundred okay? percent. Nobody's quite as disgusting as Mitch McConnell, but I, you know, I could give yeah. uh, Nancy Pelosi a good hour of what the fuck is wrong with her. You're right. You know. Um, I mean. You know. At, at the end of the day, I mean, I would rather share airspace with her than McConnell. But I mean. Yeah, me too. But that's about all I'm giving it. Now, listen. I have no doubt that. Uh, on election day, Trump will declare himself the winner shortly right. after Vermont. <laughs> they give Biden, they give Vermont to Biden, right? Right, you know, right. Bro, he's <laughs> going to start. Uh, he's going to start with this. I am the winner. I've won. You know, uh, you know. And even before the West Post clo uh, has closed, you know, uh, the game will be to constantly spit gasoline yeah. on the fire throughout yeah. this whole thing, so that even the most intelligent person begins to go, wait, what? What, 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 right. you know, it's just constant gaslighting and gaslighting and gaslighting. And this will all happen, you know, and, and you have to I think that the folks listening to this podcast have to pay attention to where it's coming from and consider that old thing. Like, consider the source. <laughs> do we still do that? <laughs> you know, no, we don't. I mean, think about the last time I want you to think about the last time you actually said that. and went, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, consider well, the source. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I do. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of, of good sourcing for sure. And I've, I've been guilty myself of not looking things through enough and, and, and re repeating them. But I think what you're likely to see, I think you hit it on the head. I, I think everybody has to, has to prepare themselves for this idea that we will not know the outcome, much like hanging chads in 2000, uh. for a number of days at least, because uh, there's too much anomaly in this. And there's too much weird and there's too much hyper examination. So there will be things that slow that we will not have an answer for days so at least days if not longer right but i i think we'll also see from the moment as you said from the moment the voting ceases you will see perpetual spin perpetual messaging that says they're doing terrible things they're rigging this election don't let them do it you remember vividly i'm sure 
when the people in Florida, where the hanging chads were being, where the recount was happening, were citizens, a citizens brigade, he said, holding his fingers up as air quotes, uh, a citizens brigade that wanted that demanded the recount stop. And then you look at it a year later, and all of those people are identified as Republican, uh, Florida Republican Party operatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to gin up some sort of response that says they're doing this. And then come the gun slinging idiots. Now, I still think poll, exit polling, which has proven to be not so reliable, although it's supposed to be a, an excellent tell yeah. of what what's happened. I think we'll see exit polling as people really leaning on that. And I think we'll see Biden by a, a stride and a half uh, easily ahead, as, as a lot of the polling is showing now. Um, and then the question is. Who's got the messaging and how does the country respond to that? And I have nothing to say about that. You know, look, I mean, politics has always been about staying on message, right? When you take a look at at George W. Bush running against John Kerry, all Right. right? Okay. So John Kerry is everything that America is supposed to love. A war veteran, seven times decorated with a purple heart, right? And, And George Bush is coked up frat boy. Yeah. You know, who can't really speak in whole sentences. A wall from the National Guard. Blah, exactly. Blah, blah. I mean, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. But but when you look at the candidates side by side, John Kerry should have it should have should have fucking Reagan the electoral map. Al Gore was a freaking vice president, for God's sake. Right. I mean, he couldn't win his own state. I know. You know, so I mean, but but so what what is what is it? I mean, so if you're supposed to stay on message as a candidate. Mm-hmm. How is it that fucking Trump, every time he opens up that fucking malignant pie hole of his <laughs> and he spits out five different thoughts? Given, oh, that's, what, that's what they are? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, know. we'll go with that. My favorite, my, the, the only thing that I'm, I'm thinking to myself is I'm hoping turns true that came out of his mouth was that if he loses, he might have to leave the country. Uh, well, yeah, because he probably doesn't want to be prosecuted because he's literally looking. I mean, he's deeply in debt mm-hmm. and looking at you know actual jail time and his children as well. Oh yeah, you know, no, no, so no. This no. is very real. This is not you know fantastical. Although we all know, cynical as you, as we get, that you know snakes get out of that noose all the time. Yep. You know, you can name them the long list of them, um, and you know it's always a concern. But I think people again, whatever happens to him. Just that he's not in a position of power or control is the essential piece. But I think also, as I've said from the beginning, and I've said for four years, the only way for this country to regain at least some and not hang its head in the world on the world stage in utter shame is to repudiate what has happened in these years, to see it and identify it as a crystallized form of fascism and, and criminal activity and, yeah. and like a you know, mobster sort of mentality. To really repudiate that, not only at the at the voting booth, but thereafter, to say we now have to roll our sleeves up and repair this, you know, explosives vest presidency, right? Uh, and try to start to repair these. Well, things. you know, and that that's my thing. When I always talk about Joe Biden and whoever it was, it wouldn't matter. I mean, literally, you could get FDR himself, bring him back from the grave, let him run another term, right? Mm. And and he's still a gauze candidate. I mean, there's a right. lot of there's a lot of repairing that we have to do right now. You know, 100%. you know, I don't so, think Joe Biden's the right guy to do it. And I don't think the Democratic Party wants to do much more than than placate their corporate no, sponsors. But, but, but right you know. now, right now, I mean, 
they're the people I feel like I can work with the most. And right. That, so given the choice of that, know, my friend, is is not an easy thing for me to cough up at this point in time in my life. I totally get it. You know. Yeah. And so again, to be a pragmatist in this moment is it first first stop the fascism, and then we'll figure stuff out. But like I see people saying, I saw on Twitter, Mark Hamill made a comment. He was raked over the coals about it. Uh, he said, "I just want to." go back to where I can just worry about, you know, posting kitten videos or something like that right. when Joe Biden's president. And rightfully so, non-white, non-rich people say, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? This work is important and it needs to go on right now. Going back to, to having brunch is not really an option. And that's what my concern is. Democrats do that. They come, you know, we're faced literal fascism and Nancy Pelosi and others in the Democratic Party and the DNC and so forth went for the centrist route when quite literally <clears throat> unprecedented levels of fascism were in the executive branch and they're wagging their fingers and tearing up speeches, it's not enough. And if Joe Biden winds up president and Kamala Harris, and I don't like either of them, but if they're, I keep hearing this, and then we got to push them left. Because that's happened before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it doesn't not, occur. You know, I'm not trying to push anybody left, you know. So here's the thing. If you remember this little thing that sort of popped up, um, right around the beginning of the Obama presidency, called the Tea Party. Oh, lordy! Right. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's look, but let's look at the Tea Party's ground game. Mm-hmm. All right. They start out with local select boards. They start out with all this, and they they get these people, and they it takes them years to get to the point where now they're elevated. Rand Paul, you know, yeah. the, these people are in 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 positions of power yeah. now. You know. And this yeah. is literally, I don't know what you want to call call it the coffee party, sponsored by Mocha Joe's. Uh, <laughs> there is the, one of those. They yeah. Call it the coffee party and, and just begin to kind of take back the government the way you want it, want the people to see it. And I do, I believe that this country does progressively want progressive candidates that think and take care of their people. Now, look, there, the data there, show. there's a lot of stuff like that that I don't buy into. All right. Like, uh, you know, I well, without going, I mean, I do believe that you need to wake up in the morning and contribute your fair share. Yep. All right. If you are whatever way you can, if you are physically able to sit on your couch all day long, I think that you are physically able to contribute some way to your community. Totally agree. You know, so I don't I don't believe in free rides necessarily. I don't. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the Progressive Party is looking to give people who are able-bodied a free ride. Well, let me interrupt you. Yeah. When you say the Progressive Party, do you mean Vermont's Progressive Party? Because the, overall, there isn't really much of one outside uh, of nationally. Vermont. I know. I know. This, you know. This is so, and, and the, but I'm hearing you. I'm not. I don't want to distract from your larger point. You're you're 100 right in that sense. I think also just to buttress what you're saying, I think the data show, especially with the younger people, 30 and below, that they skew hard left. They yeah. go way left. And so we've had this conversation before, like, hey, Democratic Party, the future, you know, young people is saying no centrism, no bullshit 80 year old millionaires like Nancy Pelosi in charge and stuff and Chuck Schumer. It's time for the AOC contingent for the left hip you know, tech savvy, internet savvy, you know, Instagram savvy crowd 
to move policy left because that's where the relief is for so many people. Right. And so going down the middle is, again, it's a loyalty to a certain paradigm. It's a loyalty to corporate sponsorship. We saw a, a, an insurgent, a second insurgent populist candidacy in Bernie Sanders moving around the country under the Brooklyn Bridge with you know, unthinkable amounts of people loving what he's doing. And the DNC said, yeah, we got to put an end to this shit. And Obama said the same thing, and they gave us these centrist candidates. And fine, let's have that be what this is this time around. But if Pete, if the, if the Democratic Party wants an actual future, they need to embrace the message they of do. younger I, people. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. And and I and I think that the DNC has done a lot to damage the party. Hell I yeah, I really do. And not you know the, when the people are saying give us this, and and I get it. Tradition says if you have got a candidate that is more to the center of politics, then you probably have a winner, right? That yep. is the way it's always been. But that is not Ooh, the way it is now. That's not always the way it's always been, but it's where it, the way it is most of the time. Yeah, well, I mean, when when has it not been like a centrist candidate for either party? Well, it depends what you mean by centrist, because we've changed that. The whole con continuum has skewed. So a Bobby Kennedy... Uh, Democrat, standard Democrat, I mean, a sort of lefty, progressive Democrat, but that sort of thing is wacky leftist to people. I had this conversation with somebody recently who's like, and all these damn extreme leftists like Nancy Pelosi, I'm like, oh my freaking God, if Nancy Pelosi, an absolute corporate millionaire, 80-year-old woman who is center-right at best, and I would call her conservative, honestly, uh, is the extreme left, what the hell does that make me? And the rest right. of the people that are genuine progressives well, you know, and socialists. I mean, so the, the definitions of all have changed. Now, listen, at the end of the day, I think Nancy Pelosi is going to run to the front of the room and just say no uncaging children. That I believe. Oh, Jesus, she should have impeached him for that, for God's right. sake. And I agree with you. I agree with you. But so you can sideways start... clapping and tearing up speeches is not the same. No, you know, but it, 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 it makes for nice Twitter moments. Well, there you go. And, and that's, that's what, what liberals about. do. And that's what the Democratic Party does. They, they, play, they talk a good game. And they say, oh, we sure are against this, these crazy policies. And then she signs the biggest military budget in the history of unbelievably huge military budgets. Like, screw you. Get out of the way. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just I just wish we should we should Zoom record one of these at one of these times so that people can <laughs> see what I look at. Because we're still doing, <laughs> Steve and I are still doing the physically distanced thing. And Steve starts to yell at his camera. <laughs> so his face gets really close up so that all I'm seeing are like a few teeth and a lot of, a lot of facial hair. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that's a, that's a good nostril flare going on right there. All right, I'll you, tell you what. Forgive me by inserting this, but did you watch Second City Television when you were a kid? Oh, of Everybody course. Knows. Thank you. John Candy's, uh, oh. forgive me, this is this is tasteless, but it's what it was. Dr. Tongue's 3D House of Slave Chicks. <laughs> Does that ring a bell? Yeah. And when they would do the 3D, oh. he would literally lean into the camera three yeah. times. Yeah, and, they, and it wasn't 3D, but yeah. it was I know. hilarious. Those guys were hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot all about that. I was watching completely derailed before we get out of here. But I was yeah. watching an old um, uh, Don Rickles stand up. Oh, Jesus. Right. And yeah. I always felt that Don Rickles was one of the funniest men on the face of the earth. But now I have to say that. So that memory from 
the probably early nineties. <laughs> and then yeah. and then I watched an old stand up and I was like, Oh I was literally just standing there like I was like, I gotta stop watching I need to watch something violent. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, uh, he's super mean and was apparently uh on stage that way but nicest guy in the world oh yeah so. yeah yeah i mean it, it was all in the name of what comedy was then but like you know like imitating black people and chinese people and and oh lord fun yeah. of indians and and uh uh yeah. you know it just times to say oh, the least yeah, we've come sure. a long way all right i tell you what <laughs> yeah. let's stick a pin in it right there and uh yeah. just if you have not voted yet Here's here's my plea. Go do it. If you're sitting on a mail a ballot that was mailed to you in the state of Vermont that's already got postage in it, you don't need to do anything, but you need to probably at this point just to be safe, take it down to your local town clerk's office and drop it at the at the town clerk's office. So you're saying there is an election coming up? There. <laughs> yes. Have you voted? Uh, no, I have not. I was going to go in person on the day of voting because I live in Vermont and I feel safe. Okay, I I, I appreciate that. I I have already voted. Yeah. And I did so by dropping it in the ballot box at my local town clerk's office. But I, I just and, and that was hard for me because I'm I'm a real traditionalist, mm-hmm. you know, but so I but I did it just to make a point because I know I'm so vocal about voting and going to the polls and everything like that. I just I, Absolutely. I, I needed to make a little bit of a a little bit of a grandiose gesture gesture saying I, I trust my town clerk. Well, let's remember, for those who bitch about Bernie bros and people voting third party, the number one group that affected the election the last time around was the people who didn't vote. Right. That was the largest mm. block. I don't think we're going to see that this time around. I don't either. That's kind of my gut, too. Yeah. I kind of feel like people are in a state of panic at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so anyway. All nice right. chatting with you, buddy. Hey, it's been good. too long. I know. It's been a while. We'll we'll, uh, we'll do it again next week. Right on. All right. We'll talk to you soon enough. All right. I've been Fish. And I've been Steve. And this has been The Earspoon, uh, brought to you by Mocha Joe's Coffee. And, of course, you can always go to theearspoon.com to listen to all our past uh, our, our past podcasts. All of them at once, <laughs> at the same time. Simultaneously is yeah. even better, because then you can't understand anything we're saying. <laughs> not, that is... you, not that you can now. <laughs> Take care, man. All right, buddy. Cheers. This is The Earspoon with Fish and Steve. Ooh, wow.